Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that is unfortunately very common, and that is that society doesn't take pathological narcissism seriously. Much of what people believe they know about narcissism is incorrect as well. For example, they think that it's all grandiose or it's vanity and taking selfies, and that adds to the problem. Part of the issue is that narcissistic people are so good at mimicry and imitation. They are able to come across as, if not exactly healthy, less unhealthy than they really are, for a time at least. A big part of the problem also is that unless narcissistic behavior is very, very blatant, people often don't recognize it. Much of it is normalized to a certain degree as well. We see it on movies, sitcoms, and in TV shows all the time, and though it's not usually presented as, quote, normal behavior per se, it's not always presented as harmful either. On the contrary, it's often presented humorously, and so we laugh. We laugh at the guy or the girl who has out-of-control emotions. We laugh at the person who makes ridiculously selfish statements or believes totally delusional things. Anyone who has ever dealt with someone that acts like this for real understands that it's not funny at all. It's at the very least frustrating and upsetting, and at the very most horrible and even traumatizing. It's abusive. Unfortunately, unless people have a specific reason, most of them don't look at what something might mean or that it could be an indicator of something else. This is why people who are dealing with narcissists often hear things like, oh, that's just how men are, or that's just how women are, or, well, that person's just insecure, or they're just full of themselves. Narcissistic behavior is often viewed as something that's not a big deal and not as something that could have deeper, harmful, or more far-reaching implications. People dealing with narcissists often find themselves endlessly frustrated when trying to communicate what's going on to others because people either just don't understand or, perhaps worse, they believe they have an understanding of what's happening when in actuality they don't. They don't understand how narcissism manifests and because of that, they often don't see it even when it's right in front of them. For example, the person who calls people out so they can look better by comparison. The person who makes everything about themselves, no matter what. The person who won't take no for an answer. The person who is unnecessarily combative or negative or believes they're a victim all the time and on and on and on. There are a hundred different ways this can show up and some of them are very subtle. Even when they're not, many people still don't see them for what they are. And sadly, it's often the case that even when people do see these things for what they are, they still don't understand the danger that can be present, the harm this kind of person might cause. It's very difficult for people to understand the damage that can be inflicted if they don't realize there's any danger. And hey, good for them, they've never had to learn that. But it doesn't help with how frustrating this can be. Another part of the problem is that so many people just don't have a good understanding of boundaries, of responsibility and accountability, of agency, of what constitutes selfish egocentric behavior, and many other important things. They don't have a good understanding of what is or is not okay. That makes it difficult to accurately read red flags for toxic or harmful behavior in other people. We see this lack of understanding reflected in our media. Movies, TV shows, and songs are full of toxic relationships, love bombing, boundary violations, and even abuse that is not presented, called out, or even recognized as harmful unless it's very, very blatant. Again, on the contrary, it is often presented as humorous or even worse, desirable, as a goal of some kind or something to be aspired to. 
Media often presents false narratives regarding relationships in general and specifically behavior in relationships. The guy who love bombs and endlessly pursues and violates boundaries gets the girl in the end when she sees that his love alone is true. The woman who puts up with abuse and cheating gets the guy in the end who is now totally reformed because her love changed him into a brand new man. The abusive mother apologizes and the relationship is miraculously mended because she not only admits everything she's done, but is now transformed and absolved of this terrible behavior after one heartfelt conversation. Obviously, none of these situations are realistic in any way. Part of that is the attraction of media, it's fantasy, but it needs to be counterbalanced with reality. People who are not taught by parents about boundaries and other important things have to try to learn these things from society. But society is, of course, full of people who also were not taught. The end result is a lot of people walking around in the world who don't really understand yet what healthy behavior looks like. It's very easy to become entangled with an unhealthy person when you legitimately do not realize how unhealthy they actually are. You find out, of course, but often by then, damage is already done. Once we genuinely become more educated about healthy interactions and relationships, what we generally find is that the narcissist in our lives was actually not all that good at pretending to be healthy. We just didn't realize it because we didn't have a good understanding of what healthy really looks like or what some of these behaviors can actually mean. Once we do know that, we usually see that the narcissistic personality is pretty obviously toxic and unhealthy and that it was visible in some ways right from the very beginning. We just didn't know what to look for or what we were looking at. There is no way to make other people take something seriously if they don't have any experience through which to understand the seriousness of the thing. This is very frustrating for people to deal with and feels very invalidating. The thing to remember is that it's not your responsibility to somehow make people believe you, and more importantly, you don't need to do that. Someone not believing you or not understanding can be frustrating or hurtful, but it has no effect on reality at all. None. What matters is that you understand what happened and that you can validate yourself. We got to get off the external validation roller coaster. Wanting to be validated by others is normal, but it should never, never, never take the place of or be more important than validating yourself. You don't need other people to agree with you in order to be okay. Your opinion is the only one that matters here, and that is the objective reality of this situation. I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online over the phone, via text, via messenger, via email, and through Skype worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. I teach workshops, seminars, and clinics throughout the year. So if you're interested in seeing what we're offering this month, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. And if you're interested in joining our support group with weekly meetings, access to a exclusive content, a group chat, and more. You can visit littleshaman.org to do that as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by betterhelp.com and littleshaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.